You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is Trip from TripAdvice.com. And a big welcome to you. If it is your first time listening to this podcast, well, do I have some amazing gifts for you. Here's what I got. First of all, if you review the podcast on iTunes and send me a screenshot to trip at tripadvice.com, well then guess what? We will give you one of my best products, which is called Conversation That Gets You Dates. And you can get this absolutely free by just sending in a screenshot of your iTunes review okay so go ahead and do that what's on this product well you're gonna learn how to talk to girls obviously the whole structure of conversation I actually have graphs in there that's gonna show you every step of the way from the beginning of conversation to your very first opener the very first line that comes out of your mouth all the way up until the point where you end up getting her number so you're gonna learn exactly what to say how to say it so go ahead and get that for free email me trip at tripadvice.com send in your review screenshot of it and we'll get you set up with that as soon as possible okay now if you have a question that you want answered on the podcast there's two ways to do it you can email me trip at tripadvice.com put in the subject line podcast question and I'll answer it here in the podcast or you can leave a voicemail and you can call in at 323-432-0025. Go ahead, call in 323-432-0025 and I will answer your questions regarding anything sex, dating, relationships, how to talk to girls, how to touch girls, how to get them attracted to you, how to seduce them and how to basically be really good at dating. So go ahead, call in 323-432-0025. And we have another free gift for you. It is at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. It's only for my podcast listeners. And that gift is a 17-minute video of one of my students approaching two girls during the day. I ended up filming him, getting it all on a hidden camera, and basically showing you exactly what to do in order to attract them, what to say to them, how to touch them, how to get them comfortable with you, and how to get their number. So go ahead and get that, and I break it down for you step by step. So go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift, pick up your free copy today, and you'll get instant access to it, okay? So there you go. You can call in, you can write in, you can write a review and get conversation that gets you dates. You can go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. I just want to give you as much material as you can so you can get better at meeting and dating beautiful women. Okay? Got that? Following me? Still with me? Great. Okay, today's episode is an interesting one. It's a topic that I don't really cover too much, and that's the reason why I wanted to finally cover it, because uh, I don't talk about it a lot. We're talking about porn, okay? Yes, capital P-O-R-N, porn. I'm sure you've watched it. I'm sure you've probably watched it multiple times a week, and uh, I'm sure you like it too. Well, today, I just want to go over some of my thoughts on porn, on masturbating, on the porn industry. Um, As maybe you've seen on my YouTube channel, I've interviewed 
I think at this point, maybe three porn stars. Uh, let's see, who was it? Uh, it was uh, Chanel Ray interviewed Randy Wright, and just recently, um, well, actually, it hasn't come out yet, but you'll see this Sunday, if uh, if you're listening to this on time, uh, that I've interviewed Joanne Angel, Joanna Angel, who is very popular for alternative type of porn. And uh, I really like doing interviews with these types of girls because it's really cool to get their perspectives on a lot of things, on the porn industry, on watching porn, uh, their information on relationships and dating and sex, you know, because they're around it a lot and they get hit on a lot. So uh, it's just interesting to interview people who are highly sexual. So go ahead and check those out on the YouTube channel. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll put some links in there so so you can check those out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so I've interviewed them and uh, I just, I lived in LA for a while, so I do know a little bit about kind of what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, no, I've never been on a porn shoot and no, I've, I've not been in porn before. Um, but it's, it's definitely uh, a topic that sort of fascinates me. It really does because there's so much that goes into it. And I've, and I've learned from a, a really fabulous book, by the way, called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, uh, which is all about kind of what people are searching for in terms of porn. I learned a lot about what people desire, what women desire, what men desire, and the insane amount of people that watch it and uh, how many people search for it every single month. It's it's crazy, you know? And of course, it makes sense. Of course, people are searching for it a lot. Of course, it's watched a lot. You know, sex is one of the top things that drives us. It's uh, one of the top things on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Right something that we uh, were human. So we crave it. We crave sex and we crave a partner. We crave um, love and all those things, right? So it's it's a really, it, it sex plays a big important part of our life. And now that the internet is literally available at our fingertips, we can get access to that. We can get access to watching people do it and it turns us on and it gets us feeling sexual. So uh, something that, you know, it's not talked about a lot. These days, maybe a little bit more, again, because of the internet, uh, but but I wanted to talk about it today, and I have a lot of interesting opinions on it. I got some facts to share with you, and we'll go into it. Now, here's the thing. My full-out opinion on porn isn't that it's fully bad and isn't that it's it's fully good. There's, uh, there's a lot of different things in terms of, you know, how I really feel about it in terms of if it's good or if it's bad. It's tough, you know. I mean, if someone were to ask me, like, hey, Trip, you know, if you could say right now, would you allow porn or would you say it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be available? I'll be honest. I can't even answer that question. I'm confused myself. Of course. I mean, let's be honest. Do I watch porn? Yeah, I do watch porn. And I'm not afraid to admit it, okay? Um, A lot of people do. I mean, it's just, it's a normal thing. So people are just embarrassed to talk about it. But yes, uh, I do, and but I don't do it a lot which is a good thing and something I want to talk about today. Um, You watch too much porn, it could be really bad for you. So let's talk about that for a second. So this is kind of my my thoughts against porn and why it's not good. Well, first of all, if if you're watching it, I'm sure you're probably masturbating, right? That's probably what's happening. Um, I doubt you're watching it just uh, for fun or for the storyline. And so masturbating is absolutely extremely healthy. It is healthy for you. I even read articles on the fact that it's supposedly 
helps prevent prostate cancer if you do it uh I don't know how many times per week. I'd have to look up the actual statistic. But if you do it enough, it's supposed to be good for you on that level. But at the same time, doing it too much can be bad for you. Now, I don't think I've ever read anything where masturbating is not good for you physically if you do too much. But it could be bad for your dating and love life. Okay, so let's think about that for a second. What are some bad reasons to be masturbating frequently? And what what would that be? I mean, I guess it's all relative. Maybe every day, maybe two to three times a day. Um, I mean, I'm sure people are doing it maybe even up to four times per day. That is a hell of a lot of masturbating. Um, But if you're doing it too much, it can really, well, there's a few things. It can desensitize you. It It can desensitize you in two ways, actually, mentally and physically, right? So if you're constantly touching yourself, you're going to get used to to having an orgasm by you touching yourself, right? So that's one way it's going to physically desensitize you in terms of being sexual with other people, right? So if you're having sex with another girl and maybe you're using a lot of condoms or whatever, even if you're not using condoms, you're more used to touching yourself than anything else, right? And on top of it, how it's going to mentally desensitize you is because you are so used to watching, you know, porn. Again, it's hard to say whatever you're watching, but a lot of porn is highly unrealistic, which we're going to go to in just a bit. But you're going to be watching so much of it, right? If you're watching so much of it, it's going to basically give you a very skewed view of what sex should be like. You're going to be thinking that you should be doing all the physical moves that you see in porn, right? All those porn moves, all that stuff that's going on there, a lot of that freaky stuff too. If you're into some of the kind of the crazier stuff, I mean, you're going to find that once you get good at meeting girls and you end up having sex with more partners, then not every girl is really into a lot of that stuff. Okay, even some of the weirder stuff. You're going to find, of course, that you know there are a lot of women out there who, who do like to experiment and things like that. But in terms of what you might see on porn, it's not going to be always that intense. And here's one of the reasons why is that Porn is a production, okay? So when you're watching it, I mean, this is this is a whole, you know, a whole thing that is meant to be viewed through the lens, okay? So what does that mean? That means that some of the angles, some of those crazy, you know, wild whatever positions that you see are very unrealistic because they're only creating those positions so you, the viewer, can get a good angle of the sex that's going on right? So you can see some sort of, you know, detailed look at the penis going inside of the vagina, okay? But that is not how sex works. In fact, some of the um, some of the positions that really turn a woman on the most are the angles where you guys are very close together, where you can't see that much. So let's just say you were watching two normal people have sex. Most likely, you wouldn't be seeing much going on. You would just see kind of one body on top of another body, depending on the position. Let's just say missionary, for example, right? That's not really going to totally turn on someone who's watching it. It would a little bit, but not as much as you might see a different angle that's created from a guy, um, you know, on his knees, on bed, on the bed, uh, doing something where he's throwing the, her legs up in the air, something crazy like that. And by the way, it's another thing that's can be highly unrealistic, right? A lot of these porn stars are very flexible and they can bend and move in different ways uh, because they're porn stars, right? And that's not necessarily what's happening with your normal average girl. So it's another reason why it can be very highly unrealistic. So let me kind of go back to the point I was making is that 
all of this can really desensitize you mentally because if you're watching a lot of porn, you're going to get turned on by doing those types of things that you see and in porn with the girl that you're with. And that might not happen because she might not be into it, or it's just not really physically possible to get into the positions that they're doing, right? And what's, what's going to happen? You're not going to turn her on. You might not be turned on because you're not really able to do it just like the porn stars, and then you have a bad sexual experience, okay? So you got to think about that in terms of do you want to be sitting there masturbating multiple times a day to this highly unrealistic version of what sex is, or do you want to be learning on a podcast like this, how to talk to girls so you can meet girls and then have real sex with real girls. I'm sure, and I really surely hope, that you're picking the latter, okay? And you're learning how to meet women in real life, which is another reason why porn can be bad. And by the way, this is not going to be a whole porn bashing episode. I'm just giving you a lot of my thoughts on, you know, how I think it's affecting society, how it's affecting guys. There's some good stuff too about it, which I'll go into a bit. But first, I want to make the point that you could end up watching too much porn and then never going out, right? It's so easy, obviously, to just, you know, get your laptop or go on your computer or go on your phone, look up some porn sites and actually go out and learn how to meet women, okay? So that's the other thing is that it could, you know, take you away from wanting to learn to meet people and go out in person because it's just so easy not to do that. So all I'm saying is pick wisely, Okay, in terms of how you want to spend your time. Do you want to spend your time on a computer looking at stuff that is, you know, not real? Or do you want to spend your time actually going out, meeting people, learning how to interact, learning how to socialize, and actually having sex rather than having sex with your hand? Okay, so think about that. Now, on the other hand, how can, how can pornography be good? You know, what are some of the good things about it? Because I'm under the belief that it's not 100% that bad for society and not necessarily that bad for you, okay? So here's a few reasons why. First of all, in terms of relationships, it can be actually really cool. It can be really good, right? So if you get into a relationship and you want to spice things up, you want to do something different, well, you guys can watch porn together and there's a lot of different things you could do. You can watch porn together. You can actually try to mimic some of the positions, right? And again, I know I said that you don't want sex to be just like porn, but this is a different story. This is you and your partner having fun, trying new things, and kind of seeing where it goes, right? You can both watch it together to get turned on. You can watch it together just because it's fun or it's funny, right? It can help, you know, just kind of spice things up a little bit. So in that arena, that could be really good. Um, here is one aspect. Now, I, I know I'm trying not to contradict myself here. I know it's, I said it's not necessarily good for your dating life because it's going to deter you from going out and it's going to give you highly unrealistic expectations of what sex should be. Um, but in some ways, it could actually be good for your dating life because you might be able to find some, not all, but some new sexual moves. Right, So there are some things that these porn stars are doing uh, that can be brought into the bedroom. Right, There are some things, and I'm not going to go into specifics because, I mean, I don't know, it all, it all depends. Right, I don't really have anything off the top of my head right now. Um, but there's definitely some moves that you could do that you can try out that might be good for when you're dating to turn on a girl. Right, So, um, I mean, I don't know, that can be in the realm of maybe oral sex. Uh, watching the guy do some things like that. It could give you an idea of new positions that will feel good for her, 
all right? So it can give you kind of almost like a mini, mini, mini tutorial on how you can bring a little bit of spice to the bedroom. Um, and not just for girls you're casually dating, but in relationships as well. So there's some cool stuff that you can learn from there too. Okay. And uh, there is a product that I do promote. Maybe you've seen it before, which is pretty awesome, which is called Two Girls Teach Sex. I promoted that uh, in the past. And that's, I mean, it's almost as if you're watching porn, but it's more of a tutorial on how to please you know, your partner in the bedroom and just new fun moves that are realistic. Okay. So in that sense, if you, you could actually watch a real tutorial on how to get better in the bedroom. Okay. But again, I wouldn't really totally consider that porn. Um, that's more of, you know, of, uh, of something you can learn. Okay. So I'd say that that's probably the only real good things about the industry. Um, like I said, you know, I used to live in LA, so I've heard a lot about how it all works and, I've seen a lot of documentaries on it too. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the documentaries that are on Netflix or on HBO, um, but it's a it's a pretty terrible industry. It's it's one of the sleazier industries um, that I've really heard about. There's a lot of bad things. They don't really treat the girls that well. And I'm sorry if this is ruining your um, porn watching experience by hearing this, but I mean, come on, you got to know the truth. They don't treat the girls well. Uh, everyone is pretty much highly underpaid. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of shadiness that goes on in the industry. It's it's really, it's just not a very healthy industry. It's not something, I mean, you know, you might think like, oh, it'd be cool to be a porn star. It'd be cool to like have sex with all these girls and all this stuff, but it's not really how it is. It's not really as cool as you think. I mean, yes, you're watching it and yes, you know, you're wa- you're watching two people have sex, but don't forget that what's happening is that they do a lot of cuts, okay? They're cutting the camera a lot. Um, they're, you know, some of those girls are on drugs. Some of the guys are on drugs. You know, there's a whole crew there watching you. Like, this is not really an industry that you want to fantasize about being around or bring, being in, you know? And I have no idea if you do or not, but I know there's a lot of guys who definitely glorify it in a lot of ways, and it's not really the best, it's just not. Again, everything in extreme moderation. If you watch it a couple times a week, you know, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's just all about being able to not be so reliant on that. Uh, a lot of people use it for procrastination. Uh, a lot of people, you know, use it again, like I've kind of said a million times here, they use it because they're not getting any sex. They're not going out there. They're not trying to attract any women. So they just go to that, right? I mean, I'll tell you, there's a few times, and I challenge you to do this, there's a few times in my life uh, that I actually took a full month break off of doing it. Okay, it was a 30-day experiment. Was it one of the harder things I had to do in my life? It sure was. And uh, I challenge you to try it. I really do. I challenge you to try it just to see what it's like. But I'll tell you what, one of the best things about it is that what it does is it really, really pushes you to go out and meet girls because when you're not masturbating, you're not touching yourself, you're going to feel horny a lot more uh, than normal. And it's going to kind of mess with your head a little bit, but it's also going to push you to want to interact with people, okay? Interact with people instead of a computer screen. So I would think about that. I would think about trying out that challenge and, uh, and trying to really cut down if you're doing it a lot, 
okay? So just to kind of in conclusion here to wrap this up a little bit, you really, again, you want to do in moderation, you know, use a little bit if you want to kind of try to find um, new ideas for new positions, things like that. But then again, there's so many different websites out there where you can look up articles and blog posts to find that stuff. You don't even really need to watch porn to do that. Okay. And, uh, and also, like I said, it could be good for relationships to spice things up. And, and that's pretty much, I don't know, that's my conclusion on pornography. That's kind of how I feel about it. You know, it's, uh, it's something that you want to kind of take lightly, not get too crazy about. And uh, I just have a wild guess that this is going to be one of my highly downloaded episodes because the title is basically has the word porn in it. And everyone's really interested in that topic, mostly because they watch it. Again, completely normal, but see what you can do to try to slow it down a bit to have a real sex life rather than having one with your hand. Okay, so there you go. This is how to talk to girls. Don't forget to write a review, send in a screenshot from iTunes, and we'll give you the product conversation that gets you dates. Go ahead and get your other free gift at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And there you can get a 17-minute video of one of my students doing an approach and me breaking it down. Call into the hotline and get your questions answered, 323-432-0025. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of How to Talk to Girls. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.